Sun Devil fans, it is a Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. Today we are going to be having a debate live on the show, and it might get a little ugly. But we're going to be talking about DJ Horn versus Marion Jackson, kind of looking at their past several games and their seasons as a whole and who they should be committing to going forward. Also talking about previous defensive coordinator Antonio Pierce does land a job in the NFL. We'll be talking about that and more uh, on this episode of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You look like you are struggling to lift up an empty barbell, my friend. It's not a very good look. Uh, so instead, we should start the podcast. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but thank you so much for making Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, which includes Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, as well as YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrio. So you can find Richie at Richie Brads with a Z36. We also have our Locked On Sun Devils Twitter page. It's at LO underscore Sun Devils. Make sure you follow all of us to be able to get the most up-to-date content. Today's episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Richie, let's get into the first part of the podcast today. We kind of alluded to this earlier in the week, talking specifically about guards for the basketball team. Uh, both Marion Jackson and DJ Horn. Now, one is playing very, very well right now. And the other it seems to be struggling a little bit. And, and I don't think it's any surprise for our listeners as as far as to, to who is who, right? DJ Horn, who has been a staple of this offense, has has been in a bit of a slump, right? It, it's it's He needs to be able to, to contribute for this team to be able to win. We know they even had a tough stretch against some really tough opponents. But regardless... He's not played well in what feels like in a week or two, which just isn't going to cut it. Conversely, Marion Jackson, who uh, has not had the best season up until the last like five, six, seven games, uh, has really turned it around for this team going forward. And it kind of begs the question, Richie, who should be the staple of this offense now for the rest of the season? I mean, honestly, Connor, at, at this point, I really like both the guys, right? So starts off the year, Marion Jackson is supposed to be like one of the guys, if not the guy of the offense. Especially when uh, when Bagley went down, is we were hoping that that uh, that Jackson was going to take over the the centerfold of the Sun Devils basketball team, and unfortunately, that didn't come to be. In the meantime, DJ Horn was exploding off the bench and just became a complete and total force for the Sun Devils to the point where he was getting the starting opportunities, and Marion was on the bench. And I mean, Marion was still getting a lot of playing time, but. Horn was in the starting lineup and he was getting 30 minutes and Horn was performing very well in that starting role. He, he remained the most consistent player on the offense, but in the last five games, he's just not been that great. I was taking a look at the numbers beforehand. You were taking a look at the numbers beforehand. Horn has cooled down significantly over the last five games. And we have to remember that four of those games, Three of those games were part of the five-game daunting stretch where we didn't believe they were going to win any games. And unfortunately, Horn didn't show up for those games. But Marion did, thankfully. And Marion has gotten really, really hot as of late. 
And as we've talked about before, and I still stand firm and pat with this, Marion's role coming off the bench for this team has been the best thing to happen to him this year. I don't think you should be messing up a good thing right now. Like what you've got going on with Marion, keep him in that position. There's no need to try and force a square peg into a round hole. However, you do have to think about what's best for the team. And right now what's best for the team is playing with the hot hand who is going to help you win basketball games. And that looks like Marion Jackson right now. I'll argue with this. It Uh-oh. feels like they never really went. It feels like they didn't go away from Marion Jackson for a long time, or even if they did, it didn't feel like it lasted very long. Is the best thing for DJ Horn to be able to, to cause he's more your traditional one, right? He's going to be that, uh, that point guard with the ball in his hands uh, versus Marion Jackson. who might play a little bit more off ball, uh, but is it better for, for Horn to be able to, to have, uh, have the ball in his hands, be able to take those shots more often? Uh, because I feel like Marion Jackson, we talked about plenty of games here where it's like, dude, he took 15 shots tonight and he made three. You can't do that. And it feels like DJ Horn's in kind of the same boat, right? Uh, but I feel like DJ Horn's not going to get out of what he's going through by just playing either less minutes or just distributing the ball, trying to go for more assists. I feel like he has to be able to, to get his confidence back up. And in my opinion, that comes from, uh, just from his stroke and be able to make shots. Oh, definitely. And I mean, this isn't a situation where you need to start taking away opportunities from DJ Horn. You do need to let him get back into his comfort zone. You got to let him get out of his funk and back into his groove because we know he's more than capable of it. But right right now with the way the Sun Devils are struggling to win basketball games and the way that Marion is heating up and keeping the Sun Devils in these games, I mean, he's willing this team to the best of his ability right now. I think you need to start a conversation, even if it's just short term, for who should be getting more minutes. But again, Marion has really thrived in this role, Connor. And I don't know if you want to mess with a good thing just because DJ Horn's not playing as hot. So where I think you might have your mind made up, I truly am kind of teetering on both sides. They're, they're still getting uh, Jay Heath very involved, and not that he's necessarily playing bad, uh, but I, I think he's probably my third favorite of these guards. But it, it seems like a lot more of the, at least the starting lineup, uh, oftentimes they tend to go with uh, a little bit more size, I feel like, uh, leaving Marion on the bench for just a little bit. But obviously he's still getting plenty of minutes. When you look at overall minutes, Marion is, you'd think he was a starter too, right, with the amount of time he's getting. So it, it's mm-hmm. not so much that guys are going to get less time. Uh, now, I do want to talk about kind of uh, uh, some of the, or at least the recent streak of points that Marion has been able to put up. On the season, he's averaging nine and a half points. Nothing nothing spectacular. Uh, his, start, his start to the season, at least the first five, six games, was at least a little bit better than I remember. So, I mean, he had three stinkers in there, uh, starting with Portland uh, on November 11th, and then leading up to Syracuse at the Battle for Atlantis Tournament. Uh, he had points of 2, 6, at 13, 16, 5, and 17. So I, I don't really remember him having games of 13, 16, and 17 early on this season. Uh, but it just feels like, but but it feels like he also Was went through a stretch. Was it on 50 shots? Uh, in this specific game, it's an example of the game where he put up 17. He went 6 for 14. Uh, the game where he had 16, he was 5 for 18. So neither of those were overly efficient. The game where he had... Uh, 13 against uh, University of Northern Florida. He took seven shots. So that's 
uh, drastically different in terms of overall efficiency. But mm-hmm. after that, he had a plethora of games under 10 points. Uh, so starting with the first game against USC, uh, that was at the time his career high with ASU where he dropped 21 points. Since then, he's gone 21-6-2, but 24-16-12-14, and 14, giving him mm-hmm. a 13.5 point average with the games of 6-2 and two still in there. And both of those games, respectively, uh, the first game against uh, Arizona, he only attempted four shots. And same thing against the, the second game against USC, only attempted five. Uh, now, why uh, he, he didn't necessarily take very many shots, conversely, like uh, he had 18, 16, and 13, uh, the games following, I have no idea. But those point totals obviously kind of fall in line with how many shot attempts he also took. Point being is uh, starting at that game at USC, he's averaging four more points per game uh, better than his overall season average. And then every game before it, so Stanford all the way leading up to Portland at the start of the season, uh, he's averaging six and a half points a game. So over double what he did uh, before that five-game stretch against top 25 opponents. So Marion Jackson, like we have said, is is definitely turning it around at the moment. Marion is heating up, and he's heating up at the right time because this is where the Sun Devils are really going to be hoping to make a push. So... Here's hoping that that can continue, and we just got to hope that DJ Horn is able to find his way back into a hot hand as well. Because truth be told, Connor, if you can get both these guys on at the same time, I truly like our odds to sure. push for that 500 spot that we're hoping for. Mediocrity at its best. Exactly. But, uh, but no, I, I hear you. So we'll, we'll kind of break down DJ Horn's numbers in just a little bit. But first, let's go ahead and take a quick break. I want to talk to you about our friends over at Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where to find the next coach going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot. For all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked on Sunnables your first listen every day. Again, we are free and available on all platforms. Connor Drius and Richie Bradshaw talking to you guys a little bit more about basketball. I, we were a little bit more heavy on Marion Jackson in that first part of the podcast. Now let's kind of break down some, uh, some of DJ Horn numbers. We keep saying he is struggling as of late, but let's maybe get into some of his averages over that same stretch of time, or maybe when he started to, uh, or at least his performance on the court started to suffer. Now I remember us doing, um, I, I think it was the preview against USC. We were looking at, Overall scores, because in the Pac-12, I think, if I remember correctly, USC had three or four, I think, in the top 20 in all of the Pac-12. And we only had one. And at that time, I want to say DJ Home was scoring at about 16 and a half points per game. But over the last like two weeks or so, I'm not quite sure how those numbers have, have differed. So, Richie, do you have any insight into that so far? I got them right here, baby. So, admittedly, his, his cold streak is really over been over the last five games but in those five games asu has found a way to go two and three and a lot of that has to do with the way that marion jackson has been playing not so much dj horn so sure and and other like solid role players like a Jalen grand that we talked about before oh yeah dude Lawrence has had some good games 
Oh, can you hear me? Yes, you're good. Yeah, Jalen okay. Graham's been a stud. So, but taking a look at everything that's going on here. So, the first game where DJ Horn really started to dip off was that USC game where we lost 58 to 53. And if you remember, we had that conversation. He went one of 12, and we're sitting there and we're like, you make, um, do the math, Richie. You make three more like shots and we win that game. Yeah. You make three more shots, we win that game. He went one of eight on his three-point shots. So essentially, he missed everything inside the arc. He ended up only putting four points up in that game. The next two games, he had 11 and 11. Rock solid. I mean, you take that for, for what it's worth. But then he's got a seven-point game and a five-point game. So over the last five games, Connor, he's only averaging 7.6 points a game. And again, maybe this is a little bit overblown because prior to that, he had gone three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen of his last fourteen games were double-digit points. So Horn isn't exactly a bad player, and that's not no, what he's your best we're player. trying to portray here. Exactly, yeah. yeah. What we're trying to say here on the Locked On Sun Devils podcast is right now you need to start winning games. Marion Jackson's playing hot. DJ Horn is not. Do you need to start a dialogue for getting Marion more involved and not so much lessening DJ Horn's opportunities, but essentially making him more efficient? Because if DJ Horn is not taking 12 to 15 shots a game and he's making four to five of them, and instead he's making four to five of like 10 shots that's going to be a lot better for your team because you distribute those shots, right? Maybe you give it to Marion who, who is shooting hot lately. So it just Connor more than anything, it's just starting the dialogue. I don't think me and you were sitting here going DJ Horn should be benched and this, that, and the other. That's not what we're trying to say here. What we're trying to say is it might be time to just start a conversation because if this trend continues, it's not like five games is a small stretch, especially with how weird ASU season has been because of the COVID protocols and everything like that. Right. Five yep. games is actually a pretty solid amount of time for the Sun Devils consistently playing. So, well, and, and you're playing like 30-ish games in college versus the NBA where it's like 82 or even like a baseball where it's 162. Like when you're talking yes. about game sample size, five out of 30, right? Like that's a huge chunk compared to maybe some of the other professional sports. So Precisely. that smaller sample size is bigger in the grand scheme of things because it's less opportunity for DJ Horn to play well. Yeah, exactly. So that that's the thing that we really need to take into account here is it's only five games, but it's five games. Like take it, take it with a grain of salt, take it for what it's worth. But as a famous Richie Bradshaw said before, call a spade a spade. DJ Horn is not playing well right now. ASU needs to find a way to start winning basketball games. And the best opportunity could be to give Marion Jackson the role of DJ Horn. But again, it's just, it's such a fine line you're walking here. But I'll I'll let you voice your thoughts here for a sec or else I'm going to continue to go on until the end of the podcast. I'm I, I'm going to echo what I was saying before, and, and this might be an area where we agree to disagree. We'll fight off the mic. Uh, that way our There's listeners don't know about, about it. it. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to fight about it for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you got to get DJ Horn back. you got to get his confidence back. And the only way yes. that's going to happen is if you keep him on the court 
and mm-hmm. he's going to continue to take the same shots that he feels he can make. So, um, like they kind of rode to the tough streak with Marion Jackson, I think they're going to do the same thing with DJ Horn because at the end of the day, you can't win games these consistently, right? You had mentioned they're two and three in these last five games, but you can't win games without DJ Horn playing well, right? right? Like if he is playing better in some of these games, maybe they go three of two. Maybe they find a way to go four and one as like a best case scenario, uh, right? Within that five game stretch, you still have like a, a, a U of A, right? Within that. So uh, you're not winning all those games, but maybe you can go three to two to four and one. If you can start to play better in those stretches and continuously play above, they're about 500 basketball, a little bit higher to get you back up there. It's going to have to come from DJ Horn, right? But before Marion Jackson was playing well, it's, hey, ASU needs more scores. They need more depth because without it, it's just the DJ Horn show. Maybe the recent streak he's going through is because he feels like he has to do everything by himself and he's mentally a little fatigued. Who knows, right? Like this is a college kid with a lot of pressure on him to essentially almost carry uh, an entire school program by himself. Now he obviously is getting help over the last like week, week or two. Uh, but DJ Horn's had to do a lot of this so far throughout the season since the start of November. So we're mm-hmm. talking three to four months. That's yeah. a long time for him to go to, for him to finally get that, uh, that help that he was looking for. hundred percent. No, dude, like we're not going to fight because I'm in the same boat with you. I just understand the other side of the argument too. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a one-sided fist fight then. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. You can, you can try and fight me and let me know how it goes, but I'll, uh, I'll be sure to still be friends with you on Twitter. Not to worry. Oh my gosh. Don't worry. This, this relationship doesn't go away. Just be, just because you feel the need to flex for no reason. (laughs) Flex with DJ Horn. I'm flexing with Horn, not my muscles. And I love DJ Horn. Connor, DJ Horn is what Darian Butler is to this podcast. DJ Horn is the basketball equivalent of Darian Butler here. Love DJ Horn. DJ Horn is still, without a doubt, the best Sun Devils basketball player. All I'm saying, with the way things are going right now, and with the way you need to start winning basketball games, especially for the chance that exactly, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm Connor Drios. I'm too good to listen to my good friend Richie. Lulu, Lulu. Uh, I'm sorry. My, my AirPods fell out into my hands. I'm sorry. Way to flex on everybody in the world. My headphones aren't falling off because I got them wrapped around my head. By the way, my students made fun of me for that. Uh, they they were asking me, just real quick side rant, they were asking me to show them the Rashad White interview. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I pulled it up and they were like, Mr. Bradshaw, what are your headphones? And I was like, oh, well, you know, these are my $5 Walmart specials right here. They do the job. Did you fall? Did you follow it up with why are your headphones? I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know, these headphones are probably older than you, right? I teach eighth graders, so <laughs> probably older than them. But anyways, neither here nor there. What I'm trying to say, love DJ Horn. Just have a conversation about how you want to move forward with trying to win games. Is it going to continue forcing the ball? to DJ Horn to get his confidence back up? Or is it going to be continuing to distribute the ball around? Because we've been asking for more consistent scores, Connor, you're starting to get it. And mm-hmm. you, yep. can't ha- you can't have both. In this scenario, you can't. So would you rather have one guy stay really, really hot? Or do you want everyone to culminate together? 
I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll call Bobby Hurley, uh, get his opinion on it. We can talk about it later on in the podcast this week. Uh, or at least the opinion might, it might come from Bobby Hurley's fake uh, fake burner account, but but we'll see. He's uh, just so now for the, for the last part of the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about some ASU football news. Uh, previous defensive coordinator finding a new home in the NFL. So we'll talk about that in a little bit more depth. But first, we have to talk to you about our friends over at rockauto.com. So we've been talking to you guys about Rock Auto specifically, and maybe not everybody here, but probably most of us do drive a car. And, and the thing about all of our cars, right, they might all be uh, our own individual cars, but with the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's it's kind of impossible for any any chain auto parts store that you go to them to stock all the parts you're going to need. So what's the point in going to like a, a seamlessly intimidating questioning scenario with uh, the guy at the, the checkout counter while people behind you are, are waiting while the guy is trying to order parts that you can end up buying on your phone, right? At, at the end of the day, they only have specific parts that their warehouse happens to carry. Maybe not something is built that is built specifically for your car. So the thing about Rock Auto is it's going to save you time and money. Right, so why choose to spend 30 to 50, even 100% more for the exact same parts from that chain store or even a car, car dealership when you have Rock Auto? They're a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you need uh, from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, we are back for the last part of the podcast here for you today, talking specifically about Antonio Pierce, uh, who has stepped down about two weeks or so ago now. Uh, as ASU's defensive coordinator, who has now announced he has a job with the Raiders as their linebacking coach, uh, which is kind of how he came to ASU, right? He was our linebacker coach here, uh, and then also kind of spearheaded our recruiting process back in 2018, worked his way up into uh, what was the defensive coordinator position at the time. Richie, I, I at least made a claim in the podcast. I can't remember if you necessarily agreed with me. I, th- I thought it was I'm pretty a sure little fishy that he was leaving for an NFL position. And I kind of sat there as like, Maybe. I don't know who's in his ear telling him that he has a potential opportunity to, to go to the NFL, but uh, I think we both felt like with the potential um, incoming sanction violations coming down on ASU, he was going to lose his job at some point or another, especially if it was something that was not going to be a slap on the wrist, right? So for him, it was probably, a, I'm going to get out now while I can. I'm going to take a potential job in the NFL, which like good for him. Like that is that is an upgrade to be in the NFL uh, with an organization like the Raiders. So a good place for him to be in. Uh, I, I just, I wasn't sure how legit it was. And it turns out he had a shot. Now he's got a job with the Raiders. It's, it's funny, dude. Like I'm going to echo what you said. It seemed very fishy that he was leaving ASU around the same time that all these coaches were leaving, right. As all the allegations were starting to sit in and knowing that he was the most important recruiter for your team and that he was leaving and he claimed head of it all. Exactly. And he claimed that there was an NFL job and me and you were taking our challenge flags and chucking them across the field. And we were like, okay, Antonio. Yeah, you're going all in. We're going to call. Well, it turns out he wasn't bluffing because now he's with the Las Vegas Raiders. And we're going to start an interesting conversation here in just a second when it comes to the NFL draft, but good for him. The Raiders are in 
serious need of some leadership right now after the whole John Gruden uh, just terrible debacle. situation there. Yeah, debacle. That That's one way of calling it. Um, Rich. Henry Ruggs. What, help me out. What was the interim head coach? Are Rich. You uh, Rich Bisaccia, who's now the, uh, yes. the the special teams coordinator for yes, and uh, in my Packers, in my NFL opinion, they shouldn't have let him go because I thought he did a really good job to write that ship and get them back into the right place. But yeah, you had John Gruden, you had Henry Ruggs, you had Demon Arnett. They had a lot of issues. They needed some guys who could come in there and provide leadership. And for all the <laughs> that. <laughs> Of all the shortcomings that Antonio Pierce had with Arizona State, the one thing he did bring was strong and consistent leadership, and that's something that the Raiders sorely need right now. The other thing they need, Connor, is linebacker help, and he's their linebacker yeah, coach. And ASU's got three linebackers going to the pros, including Darian Butler. Can we yeah. connect some dots here? I, I think he's going to at least have a little bit of a voice, right? Especially if – as the Raiders make their big board, depending on, and, and I'm making an assumption here, Darian Butler potentially falls as far as uh, ASU linebackers go, top linebacker to be drafted this season if he does end up getting drafted. Um, I, I definitely think they would talk specifically to Pierce, who got to see him on the field day in and day out, ask him about his actual opinion of him. So maybe this is a spot for him to come in and play. Now, I'm not too familiar with the Raiders' situation as far as linebackers go. I think they still have Corey Littleton. Uh, they drafted That's like the most a bill of my knowledge. They drafted a billion safeties last year. Uh, one of them ended up being, gosh, uh, Diablo. I'm going to butcher oh, this. Oh, Divine. Divine Diablo. Yeah, who ended up – he was a safety, but I think he was a, a little like bit more of a, a tweener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think he's playing a little bit more of a, a linebacking position for them, but I'm not sure how much he started. Um, so there might be an opportunity there for, uh, for, them to, for them to draft a linebacker. And you bring up a good point, uh, specifically with a Darian Butler – they have, I don't want to say it's an advantage. They just have a source on their team uh, to be able to ask the most insightful questions about Butler, right? They're going to, if they're truly interested in him, they can essentially ask them himself all their questions. They would ask any other player, but then they can go to Pierce and get a second opinion, right? As far as I know, uh, I've never been drafted in the NFL. I've never been interviewed uh, to play in the NFL, which I think is a big mistake, but uh I'm just going to sit here and warm up my throne arm in the meantime. Just because you got a faster 40 than me doesn't mean that 5'5 five five is impressive, Connor. <coughs> 74. Um, so <laughs> um, with that, like this is a situation where the, the Raiders can ask, hey, what are your references, right? And they're going to go to Pierce and almost like, I don't know if they're going to fact check him, but they can say, uh, here's kind of what he gave us. Uh, how true is this? What is your opinion of him? More so than any other team's going to be able to ask. So. Uh, while I don't think they hired Pierce by any sense to be able to say, uh, this is how we're going to get the most amount of information on Darian Butler. I just think it, it makes for an interesting conversation that if they are going to draft any ASU defensive player, uh, specifically like a Darian Butler, this is their way of doing that. hundred percent. And the other thing to kind of take into account here is maybe a Merlin Robertson or a Kyle Soley don't end up getting drafted all sure. of a sudden they've got a, they've got a line as undrafted free agents to come get a tryout camp bodies, the yep. and they're not the only guys connor just because antonio pierce is their defensive or their linebacker coach doesn't mean it's going to be restricted to just linebackers 
we got to remember that he's had a lot of time to work with a lot of the defensive guys that are going into this draft, the Chase Lucas, a, yep. a Jack Jones, his son, DeAndre Pierce, DJ Davidson, Tyler Johnson. He's got the inside knowledge on all these guys. And with all the needs on the defensive side of the ball that the Raiders have, because short of edge rusher and their defensive line in general is pretty tight and they got a lot of safeties short of that. They really do have some needs all over the place that Arizona state provides. We have the corners, we have the linebackers and those are their two biggest needs on defense and bam, we got a lot of them. There's, there's five off the top of my head, six. If you want to throw Deandre Pierce in that corner section area, but there's sure. a lot of options there, draftable options too, that the Raiders are going to have a lot more insight on, like you said, because it's check your sources, right? Like I can see a, a citation. Bam. There's a citation right there. Antonio Pierce. What do you think? You worked with these guys firsthand. Oh, well, Darian Butler's a future all pro and hall of famer. Well, well, say less. We're going to take him in the first round. Boom. That's how it happens. Darian I Butler first round would... confirmed. Listen, listen, I love Darian Butler, but if he does go in the first round as of right now to the Raiders, that kind of feels like it falls like a, a Mike Mayock, John Gruden kind of pick. Um, Why? Because so, he's a strong leader? No, it just seems like a massive reach. Um, but that being said, like it, it's not that we think that the Raiders are going to draft an ASU player. It just feels a little bit more likely now that they have a resource for somebody who has worked with some of these guys for the last three to four years, right? Who has kind of grown with some of these Sun Devils at, with their, uh, like with their ASU tenure. Um, so definitely something to watch as we go into draft day. Uh, I, I think if you do end up getting one of those guys drafted to the Raiders, it's got to be because of a, a glowing review by, by Pierce, who in my opinion, it's going to come from the bottom of his heart, right? Like if he says to a team, uh, specifically the team that employs him, Hey, we should definitely draft this guy. He's going to be able to help our secondary. He's going to be helping our linebacking core. He's kind of sticking his neck out there for this player, right? If he truly doesn't think they should be playing in the NFL or, or should be playing for the Raiders, maybe he doesn't do that for them. So I, I feel like if they do draft an ASU player, it's because Pierce definitely spoke up on their behalf as, to go along with that, that talented ASU defensive player as well. There you go. They have lots of different options at Arizona State that Antonio Pierce could fancy. And if, if Antonio Pierce is able to um recruit the Raiders staff to buy into what he's putting down to find recruit of, uh, uh probably slide him a 20 under the table or something I don't know <laughs> something like that if if they give Antonio Pierce any say when they're trying to revamp their defense and they go Antonio we need some guys man Connor he's got a lot he's got a lot of experience with these dudes and you also got to take into account these guys would love to go and play for their former defensive coordinator too. Agreed. Well, there you have it. Uh, so with that, we're going to go ahead and close down this podcast for today. Uh, again, you can find us on Twitter. You can find me, Connor, at Connor Drios, or at C. Drios, my apologies. You can find Richie at Richie Brads with a Z36. We also have our Locked on Sun Devils Twitter page. It's at LO underscore Sun Devils. Make sure to give all of us a follow. Uh, that way you get all the most up-to-date information. We also have podcasts that come out Monday through Friday. So guys, when we drop an episode, if you click that subscribe button, wherever you get your podcasts, you're going to get a notification saying Locked on Sun Devils is giving you new content. Uh, again, five days a week for you guys. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Uh, again, thank you for making us your first listen. Uh, make sure to come back tomorrow. We'll be previewing ASU's next basketball game. 
Uh, but make your second listen, Locked on Bets. They're going to be your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms. You keep it locked on right here with the Locked on Summers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.